0: Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm so glad you're listening to Sarah Keat, In My Car. Now, before I jump into a big story, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about me and how I came to be recording a podcast. I spent my childhood in a smaller Florida town on a dirt road. I was the oldest of four children. My most favorite memories are of riding bikes and climbing trees with my brother, Usually in the same excursion. The suburbs grew up fast around us, and soon we were able to ride our bicycles while holding a Slurpee or even a bag from Taco Bell. In my preteen years, I discovered theater and was performing wherever anyone would stop to watch or listen. By high school, I dropped the bicycle for rides in cars. My friends would drive me to the mall, the beach, or on a trespassing theme park swimming pool adventure. I had worked in some of Orlando's theaters. I had just started to explore beyond my neighborhood and I wanted more. I wanted a big city full of art. When I couldn't afford the tuition at NYU, I found a scholarship to a private university in Dallas, Texas. More accurately, it found me. I studied acting in college to no one's surprise. I devoured those four years of conservatory schooling And while working at the Texas Shakespeare Festival, I met the man I later married. Texas remains locked in magical nostalgia to me, a near-perfect time. We took my BFA and moved to Chicago, where I continued to perform. I did stage combat, I did improv, I did children's theater. My favorite performances, though, were new works, an ensemble, helping to create something along with the writer and director. I met amazing people, some of whom remain my closest friends, making art together. In 2008, we were expecting a baby. When I was 39 weeks pregnant, my husband lost his job. We had to confront new realities as first-time parents and new financial stresses in the crashing economy. I attempted returning to theater, but it no longer fit our life. I didn't feel justified pursuing art. It was time consuming and paid little. Instead, I worked hard. I worked for the trading firm. I worked for my husband's new woodworking business. I worked my new network marketing business. I worked at being a super volunteer and a super mom. My heart was a little lost in all that working. A few years later, Just as quickly as they piled up, the obligations fell away. My husband closed his business and took a great job as a scene shop foreman. The trading firm closed. My network marketing business grew. My son grew. I had a few moments now to remember the little girl who climbed trees and sang really loud. The young woman who swung a sword and recited Shakespearean verse. I joined the worship band at my church. I added more people to my Arbon team and started speaking and sharing my stories with other consultants. I spoke about planning and perseverance. I wrote down what I could remember about the dirt road and the bicycles. I got outside. I took long walks and long drives alone. I sat staring at Lake Michigan. I listened for God. I read a lot of books. I woke up early, and I wrote. I took endless road trips with my husband and my son. We stopped to explore canyons, caves, forests, and mountains. I went to concerts. I made new friends. We drank wine together and laughed and cried. One morning, it was like my heart emerged again. And I heard this quiet, confident whisper. What is the actress daughter of a preacher, if not a storyteller? And so I want to bring some of my stories to you. And we're going to start with stories that involve a car. And you might be thinking, really? Do you have enough stories to tell about cars let me tell you something. I've changed a flat tire more than once. I have poured water in an overheating radiator. I have walked a mile for gas. I've been locked out, staring at my keys, lying on the driver's seat. I have willed a car to turn over and just go already. I've coasted to the shoulder with my flashers on, preparing for the worst. I've been pulled over in Memphis, in Kansas, in Missouri in Florida, and probably Texas. I've lived in Chicago for nearly 13 driving years and no one has ever pulled me over here. They don't have to. They send me speeding and red light tickets in the mail. I've driven in rain so bad you can't see through the windshield. I've driven in blizzards and blinding sun. I've driven up mountains and on the beach. I rode through a tornado and I was happy to hand the wheel over in a storm or two. There was one time, as a teenager, I drove through wet concrete. Maybe I'll tell you a little more about that one later. Look, there is no surprise to me finding out that driving is a recurring theme in my life. I've made some really big choices while alone and driving. I have found peace in a car. I have used driving to escape. I have used driving to come home. I have screamed and cried and laughed so hard in a car. I once even drew blood fighting in a car. I've had sex in a car. I've breastfed my baby in a car. I've been safe, I've been careless. I have prayed and found grace over and over and over again in my car. I really hope you'll join me again for the next podcast and I want to tell you a little bit about the very first car I can ever remember, a 1983 Buick and how as a child my parents would throw me and my three siblings in the back of a station wagon and I am now forever obsessed with road trips.